Houston Star of Hope Mission brings you a moment of hope. Could you spare a little hope today? Hi, this is Scott Arthur. I love my job. I get to use all the skills that God gave me to help an amazing organization change and even save lives. The work can sometimes be challenging and Sometimes I need a break, you know, a breath of fresh air, some time to recharge. And you know what works every time? I will put on a Star of Hope t-shirt or a hat when I'm going out doing my weekend chores. And invariably, people will see the logo, come up to me and say one of four things. Number one, I love Star of Hope, just donated to them. Number two, I just volunteered there with my group. Number three, I have a friend who went to Star of Hope and it changed their life. And number four, the biggie, Star of Hope helped me when I needed it the most. I couldn't have made it without them. A few weeks ago, I was asked to give a brief speech at the annual dinner of the Houston Concierge Association. For years, this great organization has been supporting Star of Hope with a clothes drive during the summer and a big toy drive at Christmas time. As I thanked them and blessed them for all they do, a young lady came up to me and said, Hi, my name is Barbara and I stayed at Star of Hope as a child years ago. And I have to tell you, it changed my life and instilled in me a moral and spiritual foundation. Well, I didn't see that one coming. We chatted some more, and I asked if she would share her story with our podcast audience. So she brought her mom, Ronetta, along for moral support, and mom jumped in quite often to fill in some of the details. Barbara started off by telling us she's in college. Yes. What do you study? student at Hilton College at the University of Houston. Well, I noticed you were a people person. You know, I I watched you at that meeting and you were just like a little bee just going from person to person to person to person (laughs) and and just learning and and spreading that great smile of yours. So it's great to have you here. So let's do a flashback. What, maybe 18 years ago, around 2000, suddenly you were homeless. So what led up to that? And, And Renetta, if you want to just jump in here too, tell me, Tell me the background. I mean, were you guys always on the verge of being homeless? Did you at one time have a happy marriage? Well, I I was a nurse at the time, but I got in a relationship. After my husband passed, I got in a relationship with uh, someone that I'd known for 20 years. But um, he was very abusive, and I decided to get out. Uh, it was really rough. Um, it was very abusive, like knocked my teeth out. Mm. So I was able to, we were driving down Kirby. Mm-hmm. And we were driving down, and I remember I had just gotten uh, my paycheck, and I was thinking I'm going to buy my kids some coats and stuff because it was cold. And he decided, oh, no, you're not going to do any of that with this money. And so, you know, he started trying to get my purse. He was driving. And I remember at the light, I just took a chance and I jumped out of the car. It was parked. I jumped out of the car and I ran into a building uh, and they helped me. The security guard, the lady helped me. She called the cab and they gave me a ride to Star Hope because she asked me, where would you go? I, I didn't want to go back to my mom's. I was pregnant. I had three kids already and so I thought about the Star of Hope. I thought about 
I had volunteered before with uh, at KSPJ doing one of the shareathons, and I would always listen to KSPJ, and you all were always on there, and they were always, always talking about these great things you were doing, and I said, the Star of Hope, and they gave me a ride to the Star of Hope, and I met the counselors and the intake person, and wow, they helped me. You all um, gave me this nice room. You all made made me so welcome. They set up the room with, uh, I had four beds. We all had a bed, uh, closets, space, and you all had counseling. You all gave me so much information. I didn't even know that there were warning signs, but there are. I didn't know, but you all had pamphlets and flyers. I learned so much because I, I, I actually got into one of the counseling classes they were offering, and I, you all just helped us. You all helped us with clothes because we left everything. You, you you gave us clothes, shelter, food. Um, you all had activities for my kids that they enjoyed during the day. Just, I felt so hopeless and helpless, and I really needed help, and I thank God for you all. Renetta, tell me a little bit more about that day that you jumped out of the car. You had the kids with you? I did not. Thank God they were at school. Uh, their school was on the other side where I used to live over by my mom so when she, she didn't know where I was but I just told her when I when I when they get out of school I'm I'm gonna get the kids but I didn't want to call home call the house so I figured that was my way not to be a burden on anybody you know and also to save your life and the future of your oh, kids most definitely and the other thing is that was a way he didn't know where I was now he, he would be expecting me to go to my mom's. I didn't need them in any kind of uh, confrontation or anything trying to help me. And then I could kind of hide away here and get help at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was a blessing, and they did that. They kind of hid us. They sheltered us. So, Barbara, how old were you when you actually went into the first room at Star of Hope? Well, no, I was going into the, the sixth grade, so I had to be about 10 or 11 mm-hmm. years old. And... um. What were your it first was, thoughts? I mean, when, who, who drove you to the Star of Hope? Your mom was already there waiting, or, or what? I, I actually picked them up from school. Mm-hmm. You know, they would go to my mom. I picked them up, and that's where we went. They had no idea until we got there, and I told them, this is where we're going to stay for now. This is where we're going to be. So Barbara, she says, this is where we're going to be, <laughs> and suddenly she pulls up in front of this homeless shelter called Star of Hope. What are your thoughts? It was very different. Um, it didn't feel like a shelter. It didn't feel like the people who were there were homeless because everyone there were just willing to help, asking if we were okay, seeing if we needed anything. And this was before we went through the double doors to where the other parts uh, of the shelter were and the other families were. So just from the beginning, the people at the front of the, this was like a window. Mm-hmm. They were seeing if we needed a blanket or anything like that. And so it was it was just very different because I've never experienced anyone that was just willing to help us after just some crazy thing. So did <laughs> did the kids realize that they were in a crisis situation, that this was trouble? Yes, they did. Um, it took a little adjusting. I think because they thought we were going back to the, when I picked them up, they thought we were going to the to the apartment. 
And then I told him, no, we're not going back there. And I explained, you know, we just, we're going to stay here. And you all were so, they were so inviting. So it, it didn't seem like a shelter because everybody was so caring. And if there was any need, you all were there to provide. So it didn't seem like um, a shelter. Matter of fact, they enjoyed it. They they were able to play with other kids there. And, you know, Barbara and I were talking, and she was saying how they, she thought that they were, not, they were the only ones, we were the only ones going through something like this. And there were so many other people there that were there going through the same thing. And the other kids had experienced some of the same thing. So thank you all mm-hmm. because there are a lot of us out there that need help and a way out, and you all are our way out. And very grateful for that. We go back every year or two or three times a year. I started it, and so I noticed my daughters, they do it too. We'll go and take clothes, take care of packages to the Star Hope where we live and just drop off. And when I would talk to them from time to time, I just left the Star Hope. I just left the Star Hope. I dropped off some clothes. So just to give back because we know that you all are doing everything to help other people in need like we were. Barbara, what was your first night like at the Star of Hope Shelter? Well, we arrived late, so when we were done with the uh, front window assistance, Mm -hmm. we then walked to our room and she showed us, okay, well, this is gonna be your room, these are your beds, and we have plenty of blankets, and it was pretty much straight to bed after that. The next day is when I was introduced to a counselor because this was something that my mom thought that I would definitely need, especially with the fact that she was getting counseling from someone there as well. So just to have someone else to talk to and emphasize that what you went through was no fault of your own, you know, and not everybody is like that. And so that for me was really life-changing because I just thought that that's the way that it was supposed to be and it wasn't supposed to change. We are faith-based. Was that important to you? Very much so. You all have a van that goes to uh, Lakewood Mm -hmm. and we almost made it. And we didn't make it that day. We were worried about how we looked and what we had, what we didn't, we didn't have you know, we didn't go down in time to go through the closet. You know, because you all have an area where you keep clothes, where you can choose mm-hmm. clothing, mm-hmm. what you need. And we, we were not prepared. We didn't do the work we should have done. So we could have gone to church because we were about what we had on. At the end of the day, I realized 20 years later, it really didn't matter. How long did you stay at Star of Hope? About three months, I think. Three months? It was about three months. Yeah. Because it... Everything went so fast, and it seemed like the counselors were really involved with helping us get back to a stable position in life. So when they offered housing assistance, I guess they worked with my mom, had forms filled out and things like that to kind of help us get back on our feet. So the time that we were there, they helped us mentally as well as emotionally, because that was something that we needed. Did you guys consider yourselves homeless? It didn't feel like it for me because of everyone that was there. To me, it just felt like 
I don't know, it was, it was like a retreat because it was, everything was so positive and optimistic and quite frankly, full of hope. So yeah. it didn't yeah. feel like a homeless environment. She's right, mm -hmm. it didn't. You all, you all had so much, like I said, we went to counseling, you all have activities during the evening, during the day, even when the kids get out of school. I, I learned so much, I'm telling you, I had no idea. Not just that, uh, you all had a class where I could have, uh, she wanted me to help figure out there was a strategy to get back on my feet. What's the next move? There were stages to help me move forward, and I needed that. Because I felt so helpless and broken when we went. I did. But I knew that uh, once I got in at the Star of Hope, that it would, it would get better, and it did. You know, a lot of people don't know that uh, Star of Hope helps not just overnight, but uh, we'd rather have you for six months or a year, so we can help you with with structured recovery programs. You were at our Women and Family Emergency Shelter, yes. which was downtown at Dowling, uh, which now kinda is a hybrid with one of our brand new facilities, which is a 48-acre community that I would love to take you guys on a tour. Oh, I would love that. 48-acre community. Wow. It is able to help 180 single women and 130 families. Wow. And imagine what you experienced 18, almost 20 years ago, times 10. <laughs> with classrooms, with childcare, counseling, lots of love. Wow. And I, I'll bet when I take you on that tour, you're probably going to say, how can I help? When can <laughs> yes. I start? Yes. What is it about people who are helped, especially at Star of Hope, that they'll go through something for three months or six months or so, and then they want to come back and they want to help again. Why is that? You all, it's, it's, it really is life-changing. You definitely want to give back because I'm just going to be honest with you. My options, I didn't have a lot of them. And what you all did, you, you've just got to give back. I mean, you knew somebody else took a chance to help you. You've got to pay it forward. You all were so good to us. It's hard not to go back and help. I just think back to where, the way my kids were, you know, in that situation, which because of me, first of all, I chose that person. And they, they had to kind of suffer because of me. You know, seeing the fights, listening to the arguments, wasn't something they were used to. They wasn't used to that. And so you all helped me get out of that. And then, as, as a result, it helped me get them out of it, too. We are here today. You talk about life-saving, and it is because it was too many times it was a threatening situation and verbal threats. So thank God you all were, were there. Thank God for you all. You know, a lot of people think when you talk about the homeless, they think of that guy on the street with a sign. Yes. And that <laughs> yes. is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, my. Think? Yes. There's so many. I mean, even like the situation, not to bring up Harvey, but a lot of people that had places, they don't understand it. It's, it's more than the, just that. You can be homeless in the drop of a hat. I mean, living from paycheck to paycheck, lose a job, and then there you are. You're in this situation you got to figure out what to do, where to live, where you're going to stay. So we're grateful for y'all. And I didn't even know you, you know, you all have been there for 
so long, all those years. I didn't know. I didn't know the history. But I knew of you all because of KSBJ. Great station. Great, yes. great community partner as well. Yes. Star of Hope has been around since 1907 downtown. And we've had a men's shelter down in that town since 1907. And then we had the Women and Family Emergency Shelter, where you stayed. Yeah. And then we had a Transitional Living Center, which was out on Ardmore. And as I said, we have kind of mashed those two together, created a hybrid, and we call it Cornerstone Community. And I want to personally take you guys on a tour. <laughs> 48 acres. It's right off of 288 and Reed Road. So it's like practically down the street from where you guys live. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see it. I bet it is beautiful. It is. Yes. And I want to show it off to you because uh, it's a result of donations from so many wonderful people. And imagine the number of people just like you yeah. that it helps. 180 single women and 130 families. And they're considered homeless. Yeah. And it just makes me cringe sometimes when they feel, oh, homeless, that guy on the street, get a job, you bum. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh, it goes so much <laughs> further than that. It does. Even while we were there, though, there were other families coming in. Yeah. And yeah. they had to turn some away because they were, they were full to capacity. So, you know, it's a lot of us out there struggling, loss of a job or in a situation needing, needing to get out. Let me give you a statistic. At the Women and Family Emergency Shelter, where you were, yeah. we have 294 beds. It was started back in 1986. And for the last eight years that it was downtown, mm -hmm. we were over capacity. Yes. It was that full. But as you know, we can, we can help. Yes. We can help. We can put you on the right path. You know, honestly, I... I told my daughter, I know I'm supposed to be speaking out about it because this is, my situation is becoming a norm and it's not, it's so common. We end up in these situations with domestic violence and a lot of times no way to get out. Because honestly, I would have stayed if I hadn't thought about it. When that lady asked me, the, the uh, security guard at that building, well, where can we take it? Where, where would you like to go? My mom's home was not the answer to me. I didn't, no, that's not it. And I thought about listening to you, you all did an interview on KSPJ and you were talking about how you help. And I thought about that center. And I asked them, if you all can give me a ride to the Star of Hope, I think they'll let me in, you know. And you all did, you let me in. And I'm grateful. Wow. I was a pregnant woman getting beat up, having a fight. I was like seven months pregnant, I think, six or seven months. So grateful to you all. So now I see why you came up to me, Barbara, <laughs> and said three months we stayed there and it changed my life. Yes. And it probably saved your life too. Yes, yes. Wow. Any other thoughts about Star of Hope? The environment and the counselors definitely were a big part as well. Um, just being able to share my story with other kids and know that the story that they were given was about the same, kind of made me feel like I could get back up and do something like, you don't have to stay a victim. Yeah. You can choose to do something better than what you were used to, mm. which is what my, <laughs> What my counselor introduced to me was that you have opportunity to plant a, a great seed. And when you harvest that commodity, just pretty much if 
it's more than what you need. That's when you share. And so from the moment that we left the shelter, we've always went back to give. And so that was one of the things that they kind of instilled in our family that was important to always pretty much be aware of, okay, do good. You can still do good because there's so many mean people. It's like at the end of the day, it's about who you want to be, not what you've been through. So that definitely changed me as well. Houston Concierge Association, uh, a couple of times a year, as I said before, reaches out and helps out Starvolt. And uh, you do something with them, don't you? I do. I <laughs> My toy to bring, which is something I decided just based on my own childhood, is to bring an Easy Bake Oven because when we were taken to the Star of Hope, everything that we had was left behind, including my, <laughs> my Easy Bake Oven, which brought me a lot of joy as a child. And so that Easy Bake Oven is to pretty much, I'm hoping that it, it instills in one of the young girls there, you can still be happy along with the things that Star of Hope give. That was my personal way of paying it for it. Like, I hope this helps a, a little girl smile because having a small piece of happiness definitely helps. And so that's my, my annual toy. I hope to give out more, <laughs> but every year, Easy Bake Oven. That's my star of hope. <laughs> to the star of hope to assist with what they're doing and kind of continue on and to help the organization stay great as it's always been. This year at Christmas time, some little homeless girl at Star of Hope will unwrap an easy bake oven and it will put a smile on her face. And maybe, just maybe, she'll feel the spirit of hope that has been passed on by someone who was just like her. Someone who remembers, appreciates, and wants to give back. That's all for now. Until next time, keep a soul full of joy and a heart filled with hope. A Moment of Hope is produced and presented by the Star of Hope Mission, ending homelessness one life, one family at a time by providing services to more than 1,000 homeless men, women, and children each day in Houston. Could you spare a little hope today? For more information or to donate to the Star of Hope Mission, please visit sohmission.org.